genders, within our genders and between our genders. Uh, is your spouse cheating on you or partner cheating on you financially? It is Mula Mondays. We'll be chatting to Gerald Wanjambira, our financial expert, up next. You're with Cape Talk. This is Refilo Emoloto on Breakfast. Now, financial infidelity, the act of spending money, possessing credit and credit cards or holding secret accounts that your significant other doesn't know anything about is a very interesting conversation we need to be having. Gerald Mwandiambira, CFP and Managing Partner at Sugar Creek Wealth, joins me on the line this morning in Mula Mondays. How are you, Gerald? Great, Rafila, and good morning to all our listeners. Indeed, what an interesting way to kick off the week. <laughs> um, well, tell us about this. It's a topic which is often hidden in plain sight, yes. and um, pretty much every couple engages in some form of financial infidelity now and again. And the most common form is rounding up or rounding down. You know, when you've bought that beautiful pair of shoes, <laughs> and you know it was for 1800 and he says, how much was it? And he's like, no, it was just 1000 baby. And, and, and these little amounts which you round down eventually add up, and it's the start of infidelity which can add up to something much bigger. Okay, so um, just help me understand a little bit better. So w- many of us, certainly our parents have told us as young ladies, you know, manage your own money. Always, they often tell young ladies, you know, have your own little account separate from the one that's in the in the partnership. Um, are you suggesting that everything should be shared and, and everything should be declared? Okay, let's get this straight. Firstly, the infidelity part has to mean you have a joint union. So I think anyone ah. outside a committed relationship or a marriage it can't really be counted as financial infidelity, but often the signs are there whilst you're still dating in that you don't fully disclose financial affairs. So, for example, you're about to marry this guy. He doesn't tell you about all the debts he has. He doesn't show you his credit card statement. And in even worse scenarios, you don't even know how much your spouse earns. Obviously, this then carries over once you go into a committed relationship or marriage because these secrets kind of live with that person forever and eventually one day you get the shock of your life with sheriffs at your gate wanting to take the house because of debts maybe your spouse never told you about. I'm with you. And you were saying that it potentially leads to other things, other kind of infidelity? How does that work? Well, it's quite simple. I mean, if you have a spouse who has a liking of the finer things in life and you are not and necessarily satisfying those needs or making yourself aware that these needs are there, you actually then open a little crack of a door which leads to your spouse. Then one day, if they find someone who throws these things at them, it leads to the real thing, the infidelity of infidelity. So it starts off with the money, but often you know that the number two reason for breakups um, in marriage is finances. I'm with you. I suppose it's the beginning of a, a lie is a lie, right? Whether it's funny or any, money or anything else. Um, out of interest, your study shows uh, there seems to be a little bit of, uh, I suppose, bias with respect to gender and age. Well, definitely. I think so. Um, the younger people tend to tell the white lies more because, I mean, they haven't lived life. I think when you've lived a bit of life, you realize the consequences of lying. <laughs> so as you get older, lying to yourself right. becomes a non-starter. But obviously, younger people are more prone to engaging in these financial infidelity acts. Um, and also, yes, there's a, there's a, it doesn't necessarily, there's no big split between men and women, but often women, because they're sometimes shy to tell you how much things cost, they do tend to round down quite a lot or forget to tell you something they bought. I tell, I hear you. Um, I don't know in your experience with some of your clients that you advise, if somebody finds out, if I had to find out that my partner's been hiding money, what do I do? Because often that's the kind of Look, thing that you find out by surprise. 
it's actually a very serious matter because mm. when I'm doing financial counseling, often you sit down with a couple and you're trying to do the household budget and one partner is refusing to disclose. And eventually you make them disclose and suddenly these things come up. I've seen instances where a spouse has blown the savings fund on a holiday and then he simply says, honey, how did you think we paid for that holiday? And it doesn't quite work like that because it's an act of infidelity. Infidelity is is break of trust. So mm-hmm. once you break that trust, actually, it leads to everything you can expect when a relationship goes wrong. So if you're out there and you're listening, you're holding things from your partner, perhaps um, get yourself a certified financial planning professional or financial professional who can be the referee and fully disclose. Come on, come out clean. Tell them what you're doing. I'm with you. Oh, that's a difficult one, I have to say. Um, even just finding somebody's, I suppose, a phone number or a text from somebody else in one's, in one's phone is difficult to, bre- to breach the discussion on. Now we're talking about people's money, which I think we're quite sensitive about, whether it's with our partners or with strangers. Well, definitely. But I think, Rosilo, the problem is that it, it starts small. Sometimes it's airtime. Sometimes it's cigarettes. You know, it's, it's, if you don't fully disclose your financial position to your spouse about the little things like cigarettes or how much you're spending on airtime or, or, or sweets if you have an addiction or something, it actually leads to the big thing. And I think the reason why we're having this chat this morning is just mm-hmm. to highlight to all the couples and spouses listening that it could be the beginning of the end of a very good relationship by simply not fully disclosing. So full disclosure of finances is important. When you've got that budget, you then have that scenario where you can actually put your pot of money and my pot of money, which you call pocket money, and <laughs> you can do whatever you want to that, but fully disclose. For sure. Take a listen to this voice note we have on the topic. Good morning, Cape Talk and all the listeners. Your host is talking now about uh, secrets, financial secrets in a marriage. I've known many a people whose marriages failed due to the wife or the husband being secretive and lying about money. And uh, it is rife. It is far bigger a cause of a breakup of a marriage than what people realize. Finances. This is Harriet and Mariesburg. Harriet makes a powerful point, one similar to that that you're making, Gerald. Well, definitely. I think, you know, it, it's it's hidden in plain sight, but if you don't confront your finances, it, it is the beginning of the end. Either you want more than your husband can provide or you want more than your wife can provide. You start looking around and then it leads to the real infidelity, which is the, the, the relationship infidelity. But once you've broken the financial infidelity, it just means that you've already broken the trust barrier. And be, because money is such a big thing, especially when the economy is a bit rough like now, keeping secrets about your finances could actually land you in serious problems for your relationship. Appreciate that a lot. Gerald Wandiabira, our CFP and managing partner at Sugar Creek Wealth with us for Money Mondays. Thanks, Gerald. Chat to you next Monday. Thank you, Rafilwe. Something really to think about. Harriet, appreciate that thought.